We are back. You're listening to You Would Think, the Philadelphia Flyers podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Collington, and joining me today, it's not Kevin Durso. Uh, he is uh, celebrating his one-year anniversary, and we would like to wish him and his wife a very happy one-year anniversary. I believe they spent the week in Disney World. Uh, instead, joining me today, and if you are watching on our YouTube channel, you already know this, it is my buddy, Kayla Noga. How are you, buddy? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Uh, Kalen is a friend of mine who is perhaps the biggest hockey fan I know. Uh, he participates in multiple, oh, <laughs> a couple of sim hockey leagues, including running one that uh, I am a part of. I managed to get the Philadelphia Flyers in that league, and that was one of my primary reasons for joining, honestly. But uh, Kalen, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm good. A little bit tired, a little bit uh, going a little stir crazy, but uh, you know what? Uh, and great has been born out of everything that happened outside uh, in the world. So um, can't be too too disappointed with, uh, being stuck inside the house. No, for sure. And and for some of our listeners who may not know, uh, Kalen is still in Canada, so he's not necessarily enjoying the benefits of uh, having the vaccine like some of our American friends. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, we well, are yeah, here. we're not quite free yet. <laughs> no, we'll get there. Uh, we are here today to talk about <laughs> some playoff hockey. Uh, since our last show, I know it's been a minute. Things have been kind of crazy in the in the YWT family. We apologize for that. Uh, since our last show, we have gotten ourselves down to two teams, and they will be meeting starting on Monday evening for Lord Stanley. And just like everybody guessed. Every single person guessed that we would have Tampa Bay and Montreal here, right? Well, for sure, Tampa. I think um, everybody knew that they, they basically brought back the same team that won last year. They were going to have a great shot to repeat. And uh, knowing that Kucherov was coming back after missing the whole regular season, Tampa's no surprise. But if you would have told me in September or in uh, December when we were starting to ramp up again and, and starting to get an inkling that a season was going to happen, Montreal would be in the Stanley Cup Finals. I, I don't I, think I'm anyone even picked them to those... make the playoffs. A lot of people didn't even pick them to make the playoffs. No, no I, going going into the season, the North Division was pretty wide open, so I, I think there was definitely a case to be made that they were a playoff team. But sitting here saying that they're the, the last team standing in Canada and one of the last two teams standing in the league, I certainly wouldn't guess that. It's shocking for sure, and, and even uh, even saying that it's not a surprise that they were a playoff team in the North Division. Uh, oh, like they, I, I guess depending on how you look, you looked at the team. There was some analytics uh, people that were saying that Montreal had the best uh, high danger chances against out of all the North Division teams. So defensively, they were you know one of the best teams at defending those high danger chances that really kill you. It made sense that they were going to be good in the playoffs, but then literally everybody else was like, no, it's the Canadians. They're terrible. Like, they have Drew Price, and then who? And the whole team was just... It's crazy. It, they play like a unit, and, and we've heard people call them, kind of compare them to the Islanders because they do kind of play that shutdown style. Uh, but you talk about the high-danger save, the, the high-danger chances against, and... The defense is part of that, but at a certain point, you got to tip your cap to playoff carry Price because he really has been fantastic. Let's let's dive in on these Canadians. Um, what do you think? And, and, 
What do you think about their road to get here, right? We talk about Toronto, uh, a Winnipeg team who looked very good against the Oilers, and then you beat maybe the best team in the league, the Vegas Golden Knights. Like, they, they definitely earned their spot. I mean, second best team for sure, but... Uh, and listen, um, they beat, they beat the best team in a fairly long series. They have a case. Second best team. I'm still okay. I can't. I'm, I'm still in absolute disbelief that that gets another point. Um, I think it, it comes down to the the give a shit level. You know, it's it's not more apparent than look at Carey Price that um, all of a sudden when these players have something to play for and when they care, like they're incredible. Uh, difference is in the regular season. You know, Austin Matthews goes to tee up. And I know, and clearly knows he's beat. Doesn't take that extra effort to try and get a stick in the lane, and he piles up fifty goals in fifty-six games. Whereas the playoffs, all of a sudden, no, you're trying to get absolutely everything on that puck, and all of a sudden, those those chances aren't as easy. And Montreal, they decided, no, we're just going to play them hard. We're going to get in lanes. We're going to make it difficult for their Toronto's top players, and they worked. Um, yeah, and Carey and Price. A couple of games too. If you're, if, they, they were down three one in that yeah. series. I, imagine how close yeah. we were, and, right? uh, like, and yet here we are. Yeah. And then Toronto did what Toronto does, and <laughs> blew a three one. They can't buy a series win again. Toronto did what Toronto does, and they blow a three goal lead. <laughs> it's crazy. And then again, we yeah. we talk about that Winnipeg series and. As far as their particular road to the cup goes, Winnipeg was probably not their hardest matchup. <laughs> but as a Jets fan, what was um, it like watching from the other side? Uh, that was a frustrating one to watch because you you watch them do the exact same thing to Toronto and you sit there and you think, no, it's not going to happen to the Jets because the Jets aren't a team that gives up on, on playing and you know, the Maple Leafs gave up. You could, especially in that game seven, they beat themselves uh, for a lot of that. And, you know, so as a Jets fan, you're, you, you're built around this team that, that's hard no matter what. And you see that time after time, like there was, what was that comeback victory in uh, game three, I think against Edmonton, they were down three or four and they came back and won in overtime. So, yeah. you know, it's just, they never gives up. And then they just didn't look like they were ever in that series. They know and just got beat. Yeah. And sometimes one team just shows up and the other team doesn't. But you talk about you talk about care level and how much of that uh, Winnipeg series was decided when the Mark Shifley suspension was handed down. And we don't necessarily have to talk about the suspension in terms of how right it was, how wrong it was, etc. But when we talk about a team giving up is it does it make it that much easier to give up when you lose a guy like mark shifley uh it, it's hard to say without actually being in the room but you you would think so he's so important to that team uh he's you would a think. vocal guy he's he's very yeah you would think he uh he loves talking hockey and, and i imagine the culture that they've been trying to build in that room is he like when you look around, Andrew Kopp is like that. Uh, Dubois brought in because he's supposed to be like that. Um, they're just guys that are that are really to the game. And so, when you lose a guy who's that vocal and that that leader, that that kind of is that that uh, aspect of your team, 
um, it's got to be tough. And, and you kind of see it. You saw the struggle to really generate offense or really bring or for Mark Shifley's absence. Um, they played well. They played well as a team. But, uh, yeah, you take out your, your best offensive catalyst, you know, and aside, like, you're, you're, you're going to look awesome. Right, and from what I saw of that series, I will be honest, I didn't watch all of it just kind of because of the time zones in which that series took place. Um, I yeah. did. Uh, Montreal looked good. Uh, I did notice, however, that Nikolai Ehlers looked really, really good. He, through the first two rounds, there, there are definitely things to be excited out of Winnipeg. Like, Nikolai Ehlers looked really... He's having fun. Yeah. I think the Lionel trade was was pretty good for him. It allowed him to, I don't know if if he had a pass first. I want to make my buddy like the the superstar mentality. Not that that's a bad thing, but um, you know, I don't know if that was the dynamic he had. But now that Lionel is gone and he's Healers is probably the best player on that team. If if you're talking about raw skill um, and the defensive impact, his mobility has like he's easily the most underrated and i i think more knows it and you 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 hear him kind of allude to it when he says he just likes to deploy his best weapon in in certain but man that guy's got to get more ice time i'm sure he will but uh regardless uh the montreal canadians after dispatching the winnipeg jets because that's really what they did uh, they moved on and faced the vegas golden knights (sighs) that series was fun it, it, it was a fun That was series a good series. Cole Caulfield is one heck of a hot player. He is Cole very, Caulfield. very good. Man, he is yeah, stud. He is an exciting kid to watch. He can shoot the puck, and he's smart. He's a people, smart player. People talk about the 48, whatever number it is, people that passed on Alex DeBrincat. I think you're going to talk a pretty similar way about the whatever it is, 11 teams that passed on Cole Caulfield. Like as, as far as he fell and it wasn't very far, you might've made, you might've made a mistake passing him. <laughs> He's very good. What did he go? 12? Something like 13. That. What, what was his? Or... He was 15? in the top half of the first um, round. For yeah. Sure. He looked good. The only thing, the thing that I worry about is, uh, or not I should say worry. I'm not worried about the kid. He's going to be a good hockey player. Um, well, the only thing that gives me pause is it's it's so much easier to to step into the NHL and to have success like that when you've built your confidence in a league where you're just very clearly the best player. Um, like and that's what Caulfield did. He torched torched the NCAA and then yeah, a really really strong start in the AHL. So uh, it, it'll be interesting to see him start like this in on that. If he struggles out of the gate, he might. Uh, I mean, he's long term. He's still but he might not uh, be clear called there next year if he's uh, at the NHL level instead of in NCAA first. Sure, and and things change a little bit once goalies have a book on you, once defensemen have a book on you. you For sure. We'll see, but at the same time, I don't think Montreal Canadiens fans care at all about the start to next season at the moment. I think they not are a chance. Abs- <laughs> they care about absolutely right now. Yeah. riding the high. You saw the video footage from outside the Bell Center. Yeah. Oh man, there's yeah, a lot of people in Montreal who are very hot. excited. Uh, so yeah, and they have every reason to be. They do. 
because Montreal. It, listen, in the first round, nobody picked them. In the second round, some people probably picked them because that was a weird matchup. Third round, they went right yeah. back to nobody picking them. Yeah. <laughs> And they're sitting here getting ready to play the defending champs who are coming for their crown again. And we'll talk about the Tampa Bay Lightning in a minute. But I, I want to say they can't do it. But I, how can I do that right now? Right? Like you can't. You can't count this you know team what? out. I'm in the exact same boat. Like, yeah, for sure. You 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 want to say that there's no way. There's no way they're going to beat the Tampa Bay Lightning. But there was no way they were going to beat the Toronto Maple Leafs. And there was for sure no, there were no way they were going to do it when they were down 3-1. And they did. And then there was no way they were going to sweep the Jets. Like, maybe you're right. That was a little bit less of a – that was kind of a coin toss. Even, I think, a lot of the, the analytics and sports. Uh, Camus saying it's the most equal series in the second round. That's a complete but then, uh, yeah. again, there's absolutely no way they're going to beat the, the Golden Knights, right? Like – there's no chance they're going to no get through them, and here we are. And honestly, so yeah, um, why not? Here's the thing: teams that win the Stanley Cup, no, there's... find a way, right? They find a way to come back down from exactly. down three-one. They find a way to get goal scoring in a guy like Cole Caulfield. They find a way to get every stop on planet Earth from a guy like Carey Price. Like I. It, it might be their year. And I, I, the carry price, it's a good segue. It's There's this thing about high emotion events and athletes and, and the, the, the thing they, they accomplish in those periods of like extreme strife. And uh, I don't know if it's as, as worldwide news everywhere as it is here, but, um, you know, we've got about over a thousand bodies have been discovered at, at Indigenous, uh, residential schools here in Canada and, and, and a prominent indigenous member of our indigenous community uh, to imagine what he must be going and playing hockey through that. The guy's got to be so dialed in and so focused and you can say, and like magic happens when that happens. So, you know, when you really think about like the, the, the stuff that he see him channel that and play like this, it kind of isn't a surprise because you do see it in sports, which is right. great. So I'm going uh, off a tangent here. No, it's okay. Um, yeah, Carey Price is really one of those one of those elite athletes who can kind of do the flow state thing, and it's not it's For not sure. quite the same in hockey as it is in say Anderson Silva in the UFC or whoever in football. It's not quite the same thing when you're a goalie, but the right. man just stops pucks on instinct, and it's yeah. it's incredible. Yeah. And you you see Mark Andre Fleury do it from time to time. You see Carey Price do it from time to time. It's you can't teach it. Well, Mark Andre Fleury is, I think, the big reason that Vegas was in that position to to play Montreal too, right? Like he came in and he he won that series pretty handedly as well. Some of those games, and um, sometimes you live by the yeah, sword, just... you die by the sword. No Alan Walsh pun intended. <laughs> I I don't believe. No, you shouldn't believe me at all. No. <laughs> so. We talked a little bit about how Montreal got here. I think it's time we shift across the aisle here and talk about the team 
that's going against them. The evil empire, the New York Yankees, the $18 million over the salary cap, the, the Dougie Hamilton call-out team, maybe the greatest team of the salary cap era, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, so what do you think about that? I don't I know, think it's, that it's rule one. should exist. I, I, I don't think they should be able to do what they did. At the same time, it's hard to begrudge them for doing it. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Yeah. Like that loophole should be closed. It's, but it's, as long as it's open, kick the door down and win a title. Let's go. Win a dynasty. The, you have a chance to be a dynasty. That's fair. Like, you, the fact that, that it's not is play in the playoffs if you don't play a single regular season game, that is Right. I I think you should have to have service time with the team before you're LTIR eligible. For sure. And it doesn't have to be a ton. It doesn't have to be a ton. Like I understand player protection and et cetera, et cetera. But you gotta you gotta you gotta skate. <laughs> you gotta play for the team. You just can't playoffs. But again, if you, if you miss the season, you miss the season. But here's the thing. We we sit here, it's legal. They did it. Nikita Kucherov, I believe, is still leading the playoffs in scoring. After not playing a regular mm-hmm. season game. Having an outstanding playoffs. What, he had 27 points in 14 27, games? Stupid he would like be that? having a good regular season. If if he had 27 yeah. points through the first 14 regular season games, we'd be like, damn. Kucherov started pretty hot Kucherov's this year. Off. Right. Yeah. And it's the playoffs? And he didn't play all year? What? And he played the Islanders yeah. for seven games? Right, it makes you it, it it makes you think, it makes you think for sure. So speaking of the Islanders, uh, that was the most recent series. That's who Tampa got through. Game seven, one nothing on a short-handed goal. It, it was a crazy series. We talked about uh, Vegas Montreal being a lot of fun. <laughs> How would you describe this series? That one was just not fun. It was not probably fun not at quite all. as fun. It was it's fun. Like if, or if you're a coach, that's probably a great series to watch if you're a coach. Yeah, that was a very tactical series. You saw you saw home teams taking mm-hmm. advantage of home ice a lot. Yeah, a lot of matchups, a lot of playing safe hockey, and that that's kind of Barry Trot style. And that's kind of I mean the Tampa Bay Lightning are going to play that way until they're. Yes, and then you're going to let eight in. Right. They're going to play that way until they get bored. And then Steven Stamkos and Nikita, yeah. and Nikita and Kucherov are going to start knock, knock, knocking. Right. You, give you, you give them an inch and they take eight goals on you. And they take eight <laughs> goals on you in the playoffs, um, in, in a big playoff yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, awesome. it's hard to imagine, like, how do you shut down that team then? Like, if you're Montreal... You did it to Toronto. You did it to Vegas, but none of them like that was like three first lines, right? And it certainly seems when you look at kind of the systems they play and the results that they had this year, kind of seems like Tampa just beat a better version of the Canadians in a lot of ways, right? So, so why should the Montreal Canadiens yeah. present a bigger a bigger challenge? Theoretically, they shouldn't. That, that, 
logically that's that's how i would look at it too yeah but i mean you, you factor in carry price and you give him the edge that he's the best there. goalie on the planet there but it is yep there's a lot of holes a lot of other yeah. holes that montreal doesn't have but you can't the Islanders you can't did. you can't lose the game if the other team just doesn't score like that's fa- that's fact- true though that is absolutely factually true. speaking you can't and we and we saw we just saw andre vasilevsky do it right like can't you can't i know it was only 19 saves but hey every save matters and mm-hmm. so this Price, could end up being one of those one of those boring series with uh a bunch of one nothing games from two goalies so this is uh this is going to feel a little Harry Potter-ish, right? Ireland wins, but Crum catches the snitch. Uh, Tampa wins, but Carey Price wins the Conn Smythe. That's my mm, official prediction. Interesting. Yep. We it go, could very we well six, happen because we, we he's the only reason... Six or seven games. Yep. Right. If he, if he rips a shutout in game five... Come on. <laughs> Whether it's to keep him in it or to put him ahead, man. Yeah. Can you? I can picture. It's not. Can you imagine? Game seven, zero zero overtime. It's it's for sure possible. I picture that. That's going to be something like. That's a game that you have to watch then, but I can only hope that's what ends up happening. That's the goal of the century. Yeah, absolutely. Carey Price first. And and Carey Price probably wins the yeah, conflict regardless the at that point. Oh, absolutely. I think I think you're on to something with the fact that like it, it might be his anyway at this point. Like unless he gets his doors blown good, off in a series. There's been a lot of Tampa Bay. Yeah. Well, even then, like he got him there. He got him to the Stanley Cup final. Right. It's it's so boring picking the biggest all star from the all star team. Like I agree. Yes, of of I course agree. I pick Wait, LeBron what? James from the Toon Squad. Yes, of course. <laughs> but that's no um, fun. But what did right? Like in in was it really Kucherov's points or was it Braden Point? He's having a heck of a playoffs too. Or Andrew Veselovsky's having points. a heck of a playoffs. Like, yeah, Braden points. They were definitely Braden's points. How does he not have a YouTube <laughs> segment on their YouTube channel called Braden's Points? Come on. That's fair. Make it happen, Tampa. That's a good point. <laughs> I see what you did there. Uh, so hey. give me give me a prediction here. Um, I want to say that Tampa's going to clean this one up and end it pretty quickly, but uh, I'm going to go Habs and six. Take the game to Vegas. They're going to do it to Tampa. Wow. Habs you... in six. You think there's some magic in Bergevin's red jacket? I do. I actually do. That, his celebration was one. so wholesome. Just like it. His celebration after yeah. they won was so wholesome. He's just jumping up and down like <laughs> literally a kid on Christmas. If you haven't seen it, go look. Sportsnet has it on their YouTube channel. It's oh, it's so good. Well, think about how vindicating this must be for the guy. Like, Montreal media is ruthless. Ruthless, ruthless. about, oh, Bergevin needs to do this. Bergevin failed at this. Bergevin's... Bergevin thinks your daughter's... Like, 
they're just horrible. And now he's taken this team that he built his way and they've gotten the Stanley Cup final. Man, he must just be on cloud nine. Speaking cloud of the Montreal, actually, but speaking of the Montreal media, how does Max Pacioretty feel right about now? He can't feel you good. You gotta think he's, uh, yeah, you would think he's pretty. You would, you know, think. I. In all honesty, he's 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 disappointed. I'm sure because nobody likes to lose, um, but Vegas. From everything that I read and everything that I hear, Vegas really takes care of those players. He's probably treated like a king with organization, and um, it's a great, great place to play. It's, we were yeah. to watch uh, uh, Vegas and San Jose play in the playoffs two years ago now, uh, maybe three. Uh, and like, man, that building was crazy. It's beautiful in there. The fans are loud. They're passionate, um, and it's. It's not a bad place. The old or the residential area in Vegas is pretty nice. It's not like yeah. like you're not you're not that close to the strip or anything. It's not like you're right. Hmm. Um, so yeah, as far as Pat, probably enjoying as far Vegas. As Pat, yeah, and as far as Patrick goes, um, it seemed like most of his problems were with the organization, and he's always said pretty fantastic things about the city and the fan base and stuff. Uh, I'm sure he's extremely happy for the fan base because he knows how long they've been waiting for this. Right? Le- oh, absolutely. 1993. You, you don't become a captain of a team without... Especially the Montreal Canadiens as an American. Oh, Especially yeah. the, the Canadiens as an American. Like, American. Right. He went out mm-hmm. of his way to learn French, and I, I do know that. Um. But either way, I'm I'm sure he's happy for the city, and I'm I'm sure he'll have an Instagram post in French at some point in the next couple of days here once the sting has worn off a little bit. Oh, for sure. Uh, for so, sure, and Vegas will still be back. While I got you, I want one player from each team. Who do you want to see lift the cup? Like, obviously, the captains are going to get it, but who's the first pass if you're in charge? Right? Who's Shea Weber passing it to? Um, who's, uh, I'm going to... Mark Stone? Mark Stone's a captain in Vegas, right? Either way, who are they passing it yeah, to? Yeah, but Tampa's in the final. Oh, Tampa. Oh, wow. I completely forgot. <laughs> wow. Oof. It's been, a lo- it's been a long time since we did a show. It's Stammer. been like four weeks. Steven Stamkos and uh, um, yeah, and Stamkos. Shea Weber. Let's start with Tampa. That was a okay. tough one. You got to give it to somebody who wasn't on the team last who... year, right? Because all these guys yeah, got their moment they... with the cup last year. <sighs> Who's in the pack? David Savard, maybe? Somebody. Uh, that's the answer. Yep. You hit it first David try. Savard, it's it's 100%. It's a hundred percent David Savard first guy with the cup. Absolutely. Right. That's why you make that trade. He's mid-season. been around. There's some yeah. tough miles on him. Yeah. Right. And it's it's not Ray Bork. Um, it's not even Chemo Timonen. But it's a nice little story. No. Man, Chemo yeah, Timonen. Sure. Sometimes um, if I need a Montreal. good cry, I'll go watch the Chemo Timonen Cup raise. Man, it's. Whew. I watched the Ray Bork one, the Joe Sackick, the this when it's just immediate. Oh, oh yeah, Hits Joe right Sack here. didn't think for a millisecond about putting that cup up. No, and, just get Ray to lift it. I don't even want it. And Taves did the same exact thing. He turned around and he was already screaming for Kimo Timonen. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Love me some love me some cup raises. Uh, yeah, David Savard is not that. Uh, yeah, Montreal might have one of those though. No, <laughs> but it'll still, it'll still be a touching moment. Yeah, uh, Montreal might have some though. Who would that be? Who do you think? I think it's the goalie, homie. There's a few guys that. Yeah, that's the easy answer, though. Correct. That's the easy answer is to yes. pick Carey Price. Correct. Um, it sure is. It is also the correct Sometimes answer. Sometimes the correct yes. answer. Right. Sometimes <laughs> the easy answer is the correct answer. Because we talk but about there's, there's things people have done like, for uh, that. We talk about things people have done for that city. We talked oh, about yeah. Max Pacioretty. Yeah. P.K. Subban's kind of in that trilogy, too. Carey Price is right up there with him, man. And he's still there. Yeah, absolutely. Although, honestly, after yeah, the garbage true. he's gotten from a lot of Canadians fans this season, they don't necessarily deserve it. It's shocking it. that he's, he signed that long in Montreal. Yeah, not at all. Um, it's like, what, the second year of that there's, deal? There's some other good candidates, though, like you. Maybe? Maybe. I'm not uh, sure. other good can- Shea fresh, Weber. Though. Shea Weber's um, a great candidate, the guy who's getting the cup first. Yeah, just to keep it. Yeah, just to right. keep it for he, state. He certainly deserves um, Maybe he give it to Corey game. Perry. I know he... Yeah. Um, Does Corey I know Perry won one? one already, but that, yeah, that was a yeah. while ago now. Oh, he's got one. You don't... Ducks. Well, Perry certainly well, doesn't get it before Carey Price. I mean, he certainly no, doesn't get sure it before Carey Price. No. Carey... No. In all honesty, like, Carey Price is getting it first. It's, that's what's going to happen. But Mark Bergerman might get it um, second. Yeah, because <laughs> you know he'll wrong. be on the he'll ice. Be out there with the skates, <laughs> skate, skating around in that red suit, that red ass jacket, with his huge biceps. Right, the most Probably in shape person on, on the ice. He lifts the cup with one hand. Yeah, for sure. And and whoever. <laughs> oh man. Oh, uh, yeah. That would be it, it, not surprising at all. Uh, but either way, I it's going to be a fantastic series. Like uh, We're going to see unstoppable force, immovable object, kind of like we've seen out of the Montreal Canadiens all playoffs, and like we've seen out of the Tampa Bay Lightning all playoffs. Like They've both been dominant at, at times. It's going to be good. For sure, and you can even... it's Montreal may even have an advantage, because you can look at... The Islanders and say, look, like this is how they played, and they won three games. They just needed to win one more that they probably could have won. I think they got pretty badly outplayed in that last game, but um, it was right there for them. Montreal should sure look at that and say, away, look, right. this, this is the blueprint. Yeah, yeah, we just got to do it better. I mean, if we believe we can do it better, which I would just do, there you go. That's and all you got to do is get a group of guys to believe, and then all of a sudden you win six games. All you got to do is beat the Tampa Bay Lightning four out of seven games, which has proven over the last couple of years has which not seems been an easy like... feat. I, no, I'm curious. I'm jackets. curious if the I'm curious if the Tampa Bay Lightning have lost any stretch four of seven games since that, like even including the regular season. Because I wouldn't be In surprised if they haven't. Like just any seven game stretch any with what, four sorry? losses in it. Oh, yeah. Uh, I bet you they haven't. I bet maybe you it's been maybe a really long since time that Columbus since series. Yeah. 
like that, that last year they me. put up it, I mean, last it's, year it's they put up historic numbers and then this year was weird. Yeah. It's last a year they barely lost four like games all different season. teams for seven games in a row. Last year Definitely. was ridiculous. And that's without Kucherov. Like they they would have been by and far the best team in the league if he had played. Yep. The they almost were by and far the best team in the league without him. You have the Habs in six, huh? I think so. I got a feeling. Wow. Okay. Now. Yeah, I'm gonna just do that. As. And as if, if, I, if, that, if me putting it out there curses them, and now they lose, then good. <laughs> okay. But I was about to ask, as a Canadian, are you happy that a Canadian team might win the cup, or do you not care because they're like a rival? I'm just curious where you're at on it specifically. Um, I've heard both sides. I think it's a dumb argument to say that you have to back the Canadian team when nearly 50% of the league is Canadian players. I think right. that if Tampa really wins, matter at the end I think of the, the cup ends up spending. Yeah. I think the cup spends more time in Canada. If Tampa wins and if Montreal wins, I'm pretty <laughs> sure there's more that. Canadians on that Tampa squad. I believe that. <laughs> so like it, it's cool to like get behind, you know, that the community can get behind them. You can kind of cheer from like a country perspective, but I mean, we, if we want to say that we're the better country at hockey, we just point to the Olympics. We don't, we don't need the Stanley Cups hey, because no. we got a lot of gold medals. <laughs> hey, but we, but we got I'm all sorry. those Stanley Cups just... now. <laughs> well, yeah, but no Canadian That's team okay. has won since what nineteen ninety three. Yeah, and it was the Habs. Yeah, so at a certain point, you just kind of want somebody to win, right? You guys, you guys have seven teams, and nobody can win a cup. Yeah, I, I think it's it's hard to play in Canada, though. Like you, um, your American media outlets don't really care to the extent that, like, if you think about the size of even Winnipeg compared to the size of like most NHL markets in the states, and our viewership of hockey, like dwarfs yours in with a smaller population it's just Absolutely. how crazy about hockey we are here it is so hard to play in that market when you know like, like you got to answer questions about the fourth shift you had in the second period where you you dog shit at a back check to every guy on the street if you're walking to get a cup of coffee from 7-eleven like right. that doesn't happen in the states right you at least get to escape hockey if you don't want to talk about it well and from what i hear Quebec ramps it up even another step, right? Like, don't they have their own TMZ for Canadians players? Like, ridiculous. I think so. I'm um, pretty sure they I do. Actually, I have no idea if that's. That, it wouldn't surprise me, but um, I'm yeah, it's pretty just sure another, they do, and that's they're absurd. crazy about it there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No, nobody's gonna party harder than them if they win, though. Oh boy, Quebec is gonna. Burn. It's going to be like the Vancouver riots all over again. What was that? I was uh, about to say, y'all thought Vancouver was tough. <laughs> Imagine if they won the yeah. thing. <laughs> that was when they lost. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm sure y'all is going to. It'll be a social distance riot, though. It'll be... The fires will be six feet apart. Uh, not in Quebec, it won't be. <laughs> no. All right. 
So we have a final prediction from you. Uh, my final prediction, man. I think I said Tampa, but I, did I give a game? I don't think I gave games. Um, let's go game seven. I don't think so. I think you did say Tampa, though. I think I'm going to go game seven here. I, I I want to see a Stanley Cup game seven. I think they're fun. I would like it to. Yeah, that would be nice. Did St. Louis and um, Boston go to seven? It just, it's hard to imagine. Or did they go to I six? don't remember, actually. Um, I believe they went to seven. I know Tampa did not go to seven last year. Um, I believe uh, they did go to game seven. Uh, the Blues won that game 4-1. Uh, that was, what, two years now? Yeah. All right. um, that series sucked. That was just a hard... Uh, the Jets lost a tough series to the Blues that yeah. year. Yeah. I had a lot of fun watching that series. That series was crazy. Um, <laughs> all right. So I got the Lightning in seven. You have the Habs in six. Uh, I'm sure people will feel free to let us Habs know when six. one or the other of us is wrong. Yeah. Uh, we do have a little <laughs> bit Only of Flyers one of us news. Well, that's well, that's fair. We we do have a little bit of Flyers news to talk about before we get out of here. It's really not a whole lot. Uh, Kalen is not a huge Flyers fan. I do not expect him to know a whole lot about the Flyers prospects here, but he can kind of throw out whatever he knows. Um, Lena Saline, uh, Nolan Patrick's still sitting there unsigned, and we we can talk about him for sure. Uh, the Extensions that we've gotten so far have all been one year for $750,000. Nothing significant here. Uh, Felix Sandstrom, German Rubitsoff, and Lena Sandin have all signed two-way deals. Just kind of stay in the organization. Nothing really huge there. Uh, Any of those guys stand out to you, Kalen? I feel like I used to read a little little bit about Rubitsoff and uh, his all-around play. He's supposed to be a good middle six prospect. I haven't yeah. uh, haven't really dove any deeper into those guys. So he was a late first round pick. He's twenty three and hasn't cracked the NHL level yet. And he's been okay at the AHL level. He's been solid. He's played a couple of games for the Flyers, but uh, has never really stuck at the NHL level. Um, but then, a tweener. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Speaking of tweeners, uh, we also have Carson Twerinski and Samuel Moran, who are still unsigned. Uh, and then the two names who I think are... Carson are more... Twerinski? <laughs> he, he really is. <laughs> uh, and then the, there's really only two significant names to talk about here. And we have Travis Sanheim, who's an RFA with arbitration rights, and Nolan Patrick, who signed a one-year, one-million-dollar uh, extension this past season. And I kind of expect him to sign something similar again this year. Uh, Travis Anheim is probably looking for a bit of a big boy deal, though. Um, I was a little bit surprised that Patrick even played. Uh, I didn't, you know, living in Winnipeg here, we get a little bit more news about the kid than we probably really deserve or want to. Oh, I and, forgot he, I forgot um, he played his junior. It, in all signs kind of sounded like. Did yeah, he play his junior in yeah, Manitoba, or is he from, from here? He's, um, okay. Yeah, no, both. He played for Brandon, okay. and he's from Winnipeg. Okay. Um, 
so you know you just hear hear talk and stuff and you whether it's true or not or, or whatever um it, it didn't sound like he was yeah for sure well not not last year um you uh it didn't sound like he was going to play it sounded like maybe a migraine disorder was um a, a thing and it, there was some unhappiness with how philly was treating him and um but turns out rumors are wrong because uh, he played this year and yeah, <laughs> uh, as most they usually are. Trust um, me, we're not happy with yeah, how our number yeah, two it was good to see out there. It's good to see. Uh, <laughs> um, the development's not a straight line, right? So you never know what a guy can still trigger into. No, listen, we wish the kid nothing but the best. We know that it's not, you know, well, we, we do take that pretty seriously. We know. <laughs> yeah. You take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, but uh, either way, I, I kind of expect him to sign another wait-and-see deal because he didn't really look all that great this year. So I, he's probably going to get a little bit of a bridge deal here. Uh, and again, Travis Sanheim, we don't really know what we're expecting out of him with the cap staying flat. So not a whole lot of news to report. Shock what roller. was he making last year? Uh, last year, I think he <laughs> made like three and a half on a two-year bridge deal. Uh, do do yeah. He made three point two five per year over the previous two seasons. So probably looking at that. Okay, so you expect that to again. go up a little bit. I don't know. He he had a pretty medium year. A lot of the defense had a pretty medium year. Uh, the team will probably try to get him in at that number for probably two or three years. Maybe maybe walk him to the end of his RFA eligibility. I'm not really sure. Yeah. But. Either way, not a whole lot of news that in Flyerville here. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out when your team misses the playoffs and is bad. The draft. Yeah. When your team misses the playoffs and is bad, it doesn't get easier. Uh, so I, I think that's actually just about going to do it for us today. We talked about the upcoming series. We talked about the Flyers news that we had to talk about. We both have a Stanley Cup prediction. Uh, Kalen, anything, uh, anything you want to talk about, get off your chest before we get out of here? Uh, nope. just want to say thank you for having me. This was, uh, fun and, uh, Absolutely. yeah, it was great. I appreciate that. Well, go uh, Habs, I think. Go Habs apparently, but it's not cause you're Canadian. It's just a coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> it's just uh, a coincidence. Well, yeah. Right. So uh, either way, that'll do it for today's show. I believe the current plan is for Kevin and I to return in two weeks with probably a draft preview, uh, looking looking ahead to the schedule, draft, free agency, et cetera, et cetera. We will have a cup champion by then. So we will talk about whatever happened. Uh, our Twitters and stuff have been scrolling along at the bottom of the screen, but you can follow us there at YWT Podcast. Uh, Kevin is at Kevin underscore Darso. Kalen, do you have a Twitter account you want to throw out or... <laughs> Nope. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. And uh, if you can follow the show everywhere you find your podcasts, Instagram, Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcasts. Uh, we are also found on sportstalkphilly.com. And uh, make sure to follow Kevin. I think I said that already, at Kevin underscore Darso. He's not here. It's weird. I, the, the outros are weird when Kevin's not here. <laughs> so Follow Kevin. Uh, yes. Make sure to follow Kevin. He's a much better follow than the podcast account at the moment anyway. 
we will be back. Uh, another uh, shout out, Kevin. Uh, happy anniversary, you and your wife, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And uh, until next time, see ya.